Hi guys and welcome back to episode four of the Simply Medics podcast. Today we have a special guest with us. Um, we've got Michael. Do you want to say hi? Hey guys. And as usual, we've got Emanuela. Hey. And again, as always, we just want to thank you for listening, supporting, sharing and interacting. And I guess we're just going to jump right to it. So guys, how's your week been? Michael, you can go first. Um, my week's been good. Um... We just finished exams two weeks ago, and so the level I was working at, um, doing lots of revision, so it's been good to just tone it down a bit yeah. Yeah. and just to like chill out a little bit. To relax, to kind yeah. of come and kill yourself for this degree. Honestly, honestly. Yeah. That's my mantra. I cannot mm. come and kill myself. Because if you're dead, who's going to sit there? <laughs> like I said, if you die, no one will even remember your name. They'll be like, you remember that one guy? What's his name again? Yeah, that one that one person. So you have to just do what you can. Yeah. But obviously, that, those were kind of like your first med school exams. Yeah. yeah. How did they go? Um, They went good. They went good. They went hey, good. Well done. Well done. <laughs> nah, I was happy with how they went. Yeah. Um, Glory to God. And yeah, I was nervous for them because you never really know, yeah, like Mm -hmm. the level they're going to be at. Mm -hmm. But then, just happy I did enough work, just try and maintain that up till summatives. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And you're hiding something else. It was your birthday this year. Happy birthday! Wait, it was was your birthday as well. (laughs) I'm surrounded by two February babies. Yeah, wow. God loves us, man. <laughs> the month of February. My mum always makes this joke. I don't even under, I don't even understand. It's just like, oh yeah, you're born in an incomplete month. No, what does that even way. mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's gone like what twenty eight days. Leap year, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how was your week, Emanuela? Uh, my week has been very. <laughs> Anything fun? Mm-hmm, not really. I've just been... any exciting things on the. Oh, course? okay. So I actually didn't. I hadn't my. My last exam, actually. Oh, yeah. On Monday. So I had my prescribing skills assessment. Um, that's my last ever exam. I'm going to have to sit in medical school. Woo! Woo! Yes! <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have exams till I retire. You know, medic life. But at least for now, yeah. they've, they've stopped. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That reminds me. This week, I was sat in, in radiology with this consultant. He was so funny. He kept telling us, like, the Greek origins of everything. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, when are your exams? And someone's like, oh, we've got finals this year. And he's yeah. like, finals? It's just finals for this week. Everything. <laughs> we're studying for life. <laughs> that is so like, true. Yeah. It doesn't end. It doesn't end. But at least you'll be getting paid at one point. Yes, yes. I'm doing this for free. In fact, I'm paying to do this. Yo, why are we all paying to do this degree? Yeah, man. Mm. Just think it's mad. You just had your last exam. And you had your first exam. Oh, my goodness. That's insane. Honestly. See, see the different types of people we have. Inception. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we're going to get to know Michael a bit. We thought we'd bring him on because... We're too old to remember first year. So he's fresh. He's going through the process. So we thought we'd get his thoughts on what it's like to be a first year medic and kind of like what PBL is and just kind of um, just find out a bit more about Michael. So let's begin with an interesting fact about yourself. See, when I'm asked to do this interesting fact, I find it always a bit weird because, yeah, just weird. But so my interesting fact would be like when I was young, like six, Yeah, I had like, a head accident or a head injury. Oh my wow. god! Really and then 
people that if you look closer you can still notice the scar on my head oh wow you guys can't see it now obviously yeah so. I always wear durak that's <laughs> 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 the shade <laughs> no but yeah there's a visible scar on my head oh wow, wow. what yeah. happened what, so what happened? I must have been in the garden and then we were playing like duck duck goose Duck, duck, goose. What yeah. kind of duck, duck, goose are you, man? <laughs> I was chasing. I didn't want this guy to catch me. And then my head there, I must have just fell on some rock. Oh, it was sharp as well. Yikes. That's why, and yeah. Oh. Wow. What did What did they do in hospital for you? I don't even remember, but I remember the way the blood was just like gushing out of my head. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I remember my mum freaking out. Oh. And I know they stitched it up. Yeah. I don't remember they stitching it up, but my mum told me they stitched it up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh. That's interesting. It's very interesting. interesting. So, obviously, you applied to med school and stuff, and you might have had this idea of how things would have been. And how do you think it matches up to actually being in med school? Like, your thoughts about it when you were doing your A-levels and now? Um, so, you expect the workload to be, like, a lot. Yeah. Which it is. But then, I feel like the way... A levels were shock in terms of like applying to medicine and like trying to pattern your A levels at the same time. Yeah, that was like really hard. Yeah, well, I found it really hard at the time, but then I kind of see the reason they did it like that. Yeah, because if not for it being that hard, I don't think I'd be able to like keep up with the workload in first year. Yeah, that's at the true. Moment. And yeah, in terms of like what I was expecting, in terms of just like general uni life as well. Yeah, the uni that we go to. It's a bit different from like how I was expecting how I perceive uni or other unis are like. Yeah. Because it's kind of like isolated. But then I like that in the terms that like, it helps me like just stay focused. Yeah, I think branch. it's I think it's quite good here because you literally there's nothing to do. There's no mm. Nando's. There's nowhere to go. So what do you do? You <laughs> study. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. You can fo- if you want to focus on your degree, you can focus on your degree. There's less distractions mm. in Lancaster. Yeah. So you just you know. Look at you, you just look at your degree, you look at yourself and you're like, I'll go to bed, I'll wake up, eat breakfast, go library, go lectures, whatever. And yeah. Just focus on getting that getting those grades. Yeah. But I think it's good like when you if you do wanna go home or you do wanna have like a day, you proper enjoy it. Yeah. Like some days I wake up and I just, I just wanna go to Manchester. Exactly. And you go and you join and you come back and yeah. you study. I still need to do the lakes though. No, the I lakes district is beautiful. That, yeah. You guys should go on a you should go on a hike. You don't have to do like a big one, like a small one. Do you know what I mean, like a nice walk, a nice easy walk. Yeah, because it's beautiful, especially in the summertime. It's stunning sceneries. Oh, mm. After summer tours, I'll definitely make a trip down. Yeah, you should. I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll just be honest in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so um, you're you're talking basically about the workload and how kind of A levels prepared you for that, which is which is quite good mm-hmm. and like the uni life what what specifically did you mean like that it's not what you expect it compared to other unis because i know you said like the isolation and stuff but like do you see do you see snaps of other unis and you're just like oh lancaster's not like that or lancaster's not popping enough so the in my idea like i feel like the midlands is like where you see people like just bouncing from uni to uni like Uh, they do like their little like uni tours yeah but then with lancaster to like it's not like I can just go and yeah. come back. Mm. Like, I fully need to, like, pack a suitcase <laughs> and, and leave. It's true. And then come back. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's, nah, it's true. The Midlands is a... 
<laughs> it's a different place. <laughs> it's a different place. I remember like my first week at Warwick. Tell me why. I've been at uni for three days and I'm already in Birmingham. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I went to visit my friend. It was twenty oh, minutes on okay. the train, so everything is oh, like quite close by. It's very close by. Leicester, Birmingham, Coventry, oh, all of them are quite close. That's why they're always like doing stuff for each other's like yeah and stuff. Mm. It's quite exciting, but I feel like first year you just gotta do all you can. Like I went to visit all my friends at their unis, and I was up till ridiculous times at my friend's room, like four a.m. You have nine a.m. the next day. <laughs> Nah. That's, I feel like that's, that's how first year is for. Yeah. No matter where you are, because I remember in first year, I used to always go to. Um, do you remember Moya? Yeah. I used to go to her place and just chill there. Yeah. So you just do stuff like that. In first and it's because everyone's on campus as well. Yeah. Mm. There's something about living on campus, but like, it, do you think you're gonna call me now and be like, oh yeah, let's let's chill till four a.m. and like, I have hospital the next day. I'm sleeping, please. Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends. Oh, we're getting old. When it's ten o'clock, it goes into bedtime mode on her phone. <laughs> So we were out at the restaurant oh, the other day. Yeah, we're out at the restaurant the other day for my birthday, and she's like tapping her phone, showing that she's 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 here for me because she's not normally oh, awake at that time. She usually taps out at ten. Well, ten p.m. That's so early for me. Like, I actually struggle to sleep early. The earliest I sleep is twelve midnight. And yeah, any time after that, any time yeah. before that is, I must be extremely tired, or I've really set my mind that I'm forcing myself to sleep. I don't know, it changes for me. It depends what I'm doing the day before. Like yesterday, I don't even know what I was doing, but I was just very tired. As soon as I got in and I hit the bed, I was gone. had a long gone. week though, haven't you? Yeah. It's been a good week though, productive. Hey. So, but I was tired. I mean, you came back from late from Barrow anyway. Yeah, so. all that celebration. Yeah, all that partying. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me with like sleep, I found the first time my sleep schedule was just way off. Yeah. In terms of like, one day I'll go to bed at one, the next day I'll go to bed at three, I might go to bed at ten. Yeah. And I was taking naps whenever. <laughs> and I th- and I think that's what made me tired. Uh, yeah. Because it's not having like that regimented like sleep um sleep mm, schedule. Yeah. But, I mean, like we were saying to you before, enjoy it. Listen, mm. I used to nap all the time in first year, you know. Mm. I remember I come up from a lecture and I'm like, Oh, that's so tiring. Or I come up from PBL and I'm like, Oh, what's such a long day? <laughs> You realise this thing on Twitter, I saw it earlier. So it's like it's like a meme of someone they're cozy in bed and the caption is like after a long day of seminars but I'm back at twelve PM. He actually died for the day. <laughs> that was actually me in first year. I would kid you not, because um in first year we ha- we used to come to the hospital for clinical skills and I think I was in the, in the morning in the afternoon group, um, like different parts of the year. And I remember like I'll come back and I'd be so tired just from leaving campus, getting the bus to the hospital, sitting there for like, what, two hours. And I come home, I'm like, oh, that's such a tiring day. I've done so much work. Let me just have a nap. Yeah. And I'll just nap. <laughs> and I'll wake up and then I'll watch Netflix and I'll go back to bed again. Mm. So this is the first shit. Nap all you want, mate. Listen, oh. Nap all you want. Because oh. sometimes your days are like, what? If you get in the Barrow bus, seven eight. No, it's not even seven a.m. because you have to be at up, the bus yeah. st- bus stop for seven a.m. So you're up from let's say at least six thirty, yeah. and then the coach leaves around quarter to five, and you're back in Lancaster at six thirty. That's twelve straight you, hours. Exactly. By the time you get home, you've had your dinner, had a shower, sat down. It's probably eight going to nine, yeah. and then you're like, oh, let me try and get some work, some work in. Yeah. It's now midnight, and you're like, oh great, I have to go back to go back to bed and wake yeah. up again for Barrow. So, I don't know though, it kind of gets you used to working life. It does. Because when you're on call, yeah, when I found that, <laughs> that doctor's going to be on call from 9am to 10pm, I said, what? Yeah. Yeah, 12 hours. That is madness. 
Sometimes I don't even get breaks, proper proper breaks, because yeah. they're so busy. Yeah. Like, the lady I was with yesterday, like, it was, things were starting okay, and then before I knew it, like, four or five patients were going in. And what I time just, was like, this? This was, like, around, this is when I left, about 4pm. That's when, that's usually when the wards become busy. Yeah. Because when I did an on-call with the surgical F1, first part of the year, after 4pm is when things start to get busy. Okay. Because all the, all the, um, all the regular, like, F1s yeah. have gone home. They've finished their shifts. Yeah. They've done their eight to four, yeah. or their 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 nine to five. So the minute they've gone home, all the nurses are calling in. Yeah. Oh, we need someone to do a cannula. Oh, we need someone to do this. Yeah. All of that. So you have less like you have less um, F ones around. Okay. So then because of that, they have to pick up all that workload. Okay. Actually, I might go in then around that time yeah. just to get things done. Yeah, because yeah. there's there's less junior doctors around because obviously yeah. they've gone home. Yeah. So they're on call. There's not a lot of people who are on call. Sometimes you have like one one or two. F, medical medical F1s on call yeah. for the whole hospital. Yeah, that's scary. So That is scary. It gets very busy. Very yeah. busy. Very quickly. Especially when cannula isn't to be put in. That's when everyone starts calling. Yeah. Right. What I wanted to know next was how you found... Well, I guess both of you, if you can remember, how you found the jump from A-levels to uni. Um, do you know what? I found the jump from A-levels to uni straightforward... Then the jump from first year to second year. Mm. You've told me that, yeah. Yeah, I think I've told you that before, yeah, yeah, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. I said A-level to first year Makes was straightforward. Scared, first to second year, boy, it was like trying to like jump for, jump across the canyon. That was... <laughs> <laughs> that was... Like, I feel like halfway through I was falling that jump. She's not even exaggerating. <laughs> I'm being serious. You guys are just scaring me. I'm like, We're just telling you the truth. Because mm. a lot of the time people don't tell you the truth in medical school, right? People yeah. just muddy cut you. Like, oh no, it's fine, it's fine. No, no, no. But truthfully, the jump from first to second year was more intense than A levels to first year. Mm. But I think it differs for different unis. Yeah. So, like, how have you found it from being in school, like, what, eight months ago to now being first year medic? I think. The biggest thing is, in terms of workload, I might even say it's a bit easier than, like, the really, like, tough parts of, like, A-level. Mm, yeah. Like, but then things that you didn't deep when you're at home, like, you need to set aside time to, like, wash your clothes. And you need, <laughs> to like, cook. But it's on the way, yeah, to cook. You need to cook. Like, <laughs> oh, you start. It's those little things that, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. kind of, like, Maybe. take your time and make it a bit more, like, yeah. a reason to adjust. So, some days I come back from placement and I, I literally, I get frustrated at myself. I remember this one time I forgot to take the chicken out of the freezer. Forget <laughs> 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 that day. I was so vexed. I was like, oh! I've come back from placement. I've got a hectic weekend and I haven't, I haven't taken the chicken out of the freezer. Now I have to wait for it to defrost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, these are, these are the things that you don't realise. When, when you're at home, yeah. you're at A-levels, your mum does the cooking, she does the cleaning. I mean, obviously, sometimes you, you'll give a helping hand. Yeah. But, like... I don't know because my parents during exams they're like oh no you just go and study focus on your books yeah. we'll do everything for you even play I never wash do you know what I mean yeah. yeah my dad will still be like go and wash <laughs> but like you get to university and like exam week was a hot it's a hot mess for me all the time if, if you see me during exam week don't even enter my house because really I'm the total opposite no mm. I, I'm, I clean my room and I clean everything yeah but me as a person I'm not like my mind is not in the, the state to be doing multiple things okay I'm just focused on my books yeah, I'm so if that. that means I'm not eating I will eat one meal a day because I'm like I need to study wow I'm the complete I opposite ne- I neglect food I will not eat I'd rather just um, just to Snack. interrupt here, guys. This is not this is not healthy advice. <laughs> yeah, this is what works for Emanuela. <laughs> 
we recommend um balance in life <laughs> don't do me no actually do you know what i say my advice to everyone is know how you work so yeah. if you are that one meal a day not judging <laughs> then and it works for you it works for you but i know for me like so I meal prep before yeah. exams. I take like a Friday afternoon off. I sort out all my food, all my drinks, all my potential snacks. I make sure I sleep. That's like my number yeah. one thing. Sleep. I sleep really good during exams because That's you need you need sleep to consolidate all the information exactly. you're learning. You need sleep to be able to do your Don't exams properly. Don't sacrifice your sleep for your exams. Yeah. Like the times I have sacrificed sleeps. It's evident. Yeah. It's, it's evident, evident in exams. Yeah. I can yeah. definitely say that. When I look at my exam grades, I can tell the reason why I didn't do great on a specific exam. Yeah. Was because I was exhausted. Yeah. Not because I didn't have the knowledge. Yeah. Because everyone works hard. Yeah. But it's because you're tired. Your, your brain can't think. Mm. And if you can't think, you can't answer questions correctly. Yeah. So, are you sleeping, my girl? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Try. Small, 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 small. Nah, I want to hear. Actually, you did say you're napping. And yeah, so, so catch your rest. So catch uh, some Z's. I mean, are you, are you sleeping before PBL? Be I, honest. See, I moved to a morning PBL now. I try to wake up at like six because okay, you can do hard. work before a PBL. Yeah, 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 I do. I used to do that. Yeah, just to make sure it's like hot. Yeah, yeah, and just straight there. Yeah, that short term memory. Mm. Don't don't be doing all nighters for PBL because oh no, it's not worth it. Yeah, people in my year, you see them in the library at like three o'clock. Wow, four o'clock. Yeah, I've seen some. I remember. I think I told you. I was like, why are some of the freshers in the library are like ungodly hours mm. be in bed i was in bed at that time when i was in first yeah. year listen this is my top tip for pbl every 15 minutes say something even if it's like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> my new pbl tutor so my old one she was so like she was just really like mellow about yeah, it yeah. you've got the whole session not anything but this new pbl tutor she'll throw real shade she'll be like can everybody in the group please contribute for yeah. this for this next topic you know what it's true though because sometimes you feel like Certain people some people over. are are taking over and they don't let other people talk and mm-hmm. then some people are also coasting yeah so but then i like to coast when i don't know same i like I to coast yeah when I don't know. but why i also do for pbl that worked for me was that learn some important facts that when you yeah. go in there, you just say that say that fact so for like each top each objective have one or two key facts that you can say just say it you're done yeah you're actually just then it, you're just like you're participating yeah well you are participating you, yeah, you don't even want... I don't know, is there anything that's over-participating? No. Because, like... Yeah, actually, they can be. Yeah. You know when you're like, oh, my gosh, this person's still talking. Yeah, like, please stop it. Okay, what do you know that we don't know? <laughs> Calm down. Why are we going to the same tutorial? Yeah. You're like, you're doing a lot still. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> we didn't even answer the question. Is now did you find, find the job? Well, actually, we kind of did. You said that it, it was okay, right? Mm-hmm. The jump from A-levels. Um, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. it's not... Do you think that's because you're enjo- actually enjoying what you're studying? Yeah, the course, because at A-levels, you're still a little bit all over the place. Like, yeah. chemistry and maths don't really, like, yeah. it's not really the same thing. But when you're just doing one degree, you can, like, focus yeah. your energy more. Yeah. And do you, think, do you think sometimes, like, when you're at A-levels, because obviously for me that was a long time ago, but, like, you're just like, oh, I need to study this, I need mm-hmm. to pass it just so I can move on. So yeah. there's no there's no real, like, passion there yeah. or interest there. I feel like with, like, maths, I feel like I ended that subject at the right time because... <laughs> did you just I, do AS? No, I did A-level, but oh, okay. Then oh, okay. I could not go further with that subject. Like, some of the topics at the end was a battle. I was like, I'm not even going to understand it. I'm just going to yes. know how to answer yeah, yeah, the questions. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you get to that stage, it's like you time to that. pack it up. Yeah, it's like, time to say yeah. goodbye to that. Mm. That's one thing I like about medicine, that you're always like... Learning something. Learning yeah. something new. And you're actually like, wow. It's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you like it. Yeah. 
So speaking of like topics and stuff, um, any topics or kind of, I know you're only in first year, but any kind of specialty interests? Um, I like orthopedics. Oh, surgeon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's because my uncle does it. Oh, so I know if I ever oh, need any like surgeon in your family. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, we so. like it. Black excellence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a surgery babe, but like, why do why do you like orthopedics? So just because you can work with like athletes, I'm quite into sports. Oh. Okay. And then I know that. If I want to go into that, like, my uncle would literally just, like, show me the reins. Yeah. And tell me, like, step by step, yeah. guiding on how to, like, yeah. be successful oh, in it. That's so cool that you have, like, an uncle who is a surgeon. Because yeah. then he can offer you so much, like, mm. advice. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, in a few years' time, there'll be, like, quite a few more black doctors and different yeah. specialties. 100%. Like, to be able to guide. I mean, it's, it's starting now. Yeah. Like, there's so many people out there ready to, like, kind of guide and give information. Yeah. Because I think... I'll never forget when I saw my first ever black female doctor on the wards. Yeah. My heart just like flooded with happiness. I was like, oh, yeah, you really yes. don't see that often. You don't, yeah. but when you do, it makes you super happy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just a thing of like, wow, that you see yourself in them. Like, one day that could be me. Yeah. And like, you, there's hope. There's hope for me yet. Yeah. It's only want to make them proud. As yeah, you well. do. You like, do. I don't yeah. want to, like, especially when they ask you, ask you questions. Yeah. Like, I don't want to come and support you. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you guys, like, so yesterday I was choosing, we have an SSM coming up and yeah. then there were like a list of questions. And a question that kind of stand out, um, stood out to me was kind of like, it's like explore why you don't think there's like a, um, diversity in the medical profession. So why do you guys wow, think that's a thing? this wasn't an SSM when I... When I there wasn't for me either. You yeah. guys are getting some nice questions. That's like a paraphrase oh. a bit, but it's like yeah. around that. Ooh. There's so many reasons. There's not just I one. Think the main reason would be institutionalised racism, no matter like... Mm. people also think I'm shouting racism but actually if I think there's, there's a lot of systemic racism that prevents black people or not, yeah. not black people but people of colour getting into medicine and it, sometimes it starts at just at high school so you have teachers telling you that you're not you're not smart enough to get mm-hmm. into medical school. Yeah. You're not smart enough to achieve the grades, and then they predict you low grades because it's happened to me before. Right, you just predicted me low grade in in science, of all subjects. Yeah, they predicted me a low grade in science. Mm. Was that one of the things that I was great at? There's a school near my area. I'm not gonna put them on blast on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but they literally like said to students, "You cannot apply." Like, they chose, like... That after they've already done their UK cat and all you're of that. You're joking. Wow. Said, yeah. Because obviously, your teachers are seeing your references, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that's said, what, we, exactly. we will not let you apply. Yeah. That's the thing. So if you're having teachers who have in the back of their minds that, oh, you know, this kid does not look or does yeah. not fit the mould of what a medical student or doctor is, yeah. then when you're applying for medical school, they're not going to give you the advice yeah. to, to help you write a good personal statement. Yeah. They're not going to help you with interview prep. They're yeah. not going to help you with like no. You won't even know what a UK cat is in the first place, or, or what the BMAT is. Yeah. They won't give you all the tips that is necessary to help you. Yeah. They won't give you a great reference. So that's the thing that the first hurdle is overcoming that that sort of yeah. systems um, systems pressure that you get yeah. at high school at at college. Yeah. Sixth form. It all depends where you go. Exactly. Because, like, obviously, you, you've spoken about Manchester from where yeah. you've grown up and like at school in your area, but for me, it was completely different. Like. 
my area was I mean I guess we all grew up in very ethnic diverse yeah. areas but they had like a specific program it's like we're not a private school but we can support your application mm. and give you tips and give you interview prep mm-hmm. and stuff and I went along and then I was just like nah this medicine thing ain't for me but like I knew it was there it was available there were people who believed in me yeah and it's like that's what we need and when people do scream racism it's not like go back to your country racism yeah no it's, it's just judgments about your ability and what you can do yeah, just because of, of the certain skin sk- certain yeah. skin color and it's just like a lot of people don't realize like even with something as simple as names mm. like if you have an anglicized name like it's more not tolerable but like your ap- your application this is just for any kind of job it's yeah. more likely to be read whereas if you have more of a difficult to pronounce name then it's unlikely yeah so those are kind of like the barriers as yeah. well i think with us like especially like with ethnic minorities like for a job like a doctor, like your parents would be proud. They kind of push yeah, you into yeah, going yeah. to like yeah. professors like law, mm-hmm. doctors, engineers, and all of that. But then, even with all of that, like parental support, there's still like the barrier. Exactly. Yeah. Why do you think? Yeah. It, it's difficult because, unfortunately, even for females, whether or not female, um, they're ethnic. Yeah. There's still a barrier for females to get into medicine. Mm. Recently, it's that's changed. So? No, I said it used to be. Recently, okay. it's changed. Where the fact that we have, there's actually more females in medicine than males. Yeah. Because I know in our medical school, especially in my year, we have more females than males. The ratio is Same. very different. Same actually. Um, <laughs> but previously, there was a there was an idea that and the a doctor was a, a white male. Mm-hmm. When you're on TV, doctors will be a white male. Yeah. So that notion is changing where both females and males can be doctors. But there's still this whole perception yeah. that being ethnic, you know, eth- black boys are only good for sports. Yeah. Let's be honest. Or when, music. Or music. Yeah. When you're in school, they usually push them into the to the athletics realm. They're like, yeah, yeah. You're, really, you're really good at football. You're really good at running. You should really focus on that. And all that energy gets pushed into that. Or black girls are really good for something specific. Yeah. Like they're really good at singing or dancing or whatever it is. So you don't really get pushed into the academic sphere. Yeah. There's only certain schools that would, would re- that recognise that, that ability yeah. and push everyone. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot. Mm. There's not a lot of schools that do that. And you need to see every... I guess every child as an individual yeah. not okay you know she's black or he's black so they'll be good at this Mm-mm. what is that child good at what are they what are they scoring highly in exactly. what kind of skills and qualities do they have and you can offer guidance and I think worst case scenario like okay you don't believe but number one who, who are you yeah. <laughs> who are you let them apply and if they don't get in they, don't get they will learn lessons exactly. and they might find something else but to just outright yeah. stop them like you're actually making such you're, you're having such an influence on the potential rest of their life yeah. and it's just like come on like your, your salary is not even that big to be exactly to be like influencing someone's it's life just, like that it's sad that people's destinies and people's dreams are being crushed before they can even start yeah I think with that whole perception of like medics it's kind of like when I tell someone I do medicine yeah. like every time I tell like the initial reaction is like it's always like a reaction of shock yeah yeah like, they look at me and they like, really you do medicine <laughs> I don't know if it's the same it, for yeah. you guys. No, I think it will be for you because it's not... Com- you, you, your year group it's is the first, first time yeah. since I've been in med school four years that there's been a black... A black male. Black really? males, even. Yeah. Really? I think I told it's you when I first saw you, I was like, it is refreshing to yeah. see so many young black boys yeah. doing medicine because I have not seen this since the past five years. I think I remember one black guy when I was in year one who was in year five or something. But besides that, I have not seen any other. Yeah. In fact, there's normally I, one black person per year group. Yeah. Obviously, it's a small medical school, so it's understandable. Yeah. And it's usually one black female. Mm. Yeah. So, and... Y- 
to add another layer, they're usually like West African or yeah, African. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, are they Car- no? They're Caribbeans there's, there's in third in year. Third year, yeah. yeah. Are there any Caribbeans in your year group, Michael? It's just one person. Not that I know of. Not yeah. that I know of. So it's very. But obviously, the culture we come from yeah. is very. You know, yeah. they love doctors. You must yeah. be a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are other professions, you know. Isn't it? <laughs> imagine, imagine a young person telling their parents now. Yeah, I want to be a social media influencer. There are jobs out there. There are jobs which don't even exist yet. Exactly. That, you know, West African parents need the, to open need their to, minds to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Need yeah. To be a bit more open. But yeah, so it's really refreshing to see yeah. loads of like young black boys doing medicine. Yeah, and I think it's good that that's a um, a topic for SSM. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. But it, if I had my way, I would make certain people write it because some of you need to, yeah, they need to open their eyes. Because like as soon as you say the word racism, some people like they shut off and they're like, yeah. oh, you're playing the race card. Yeah. But it's like that's what the problem is. You don't even want to listen. That's mm. it. And it takes someone like you know like. Um, not the Brit Awards, the BAFTAs mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. So it was a guy that played the Joker and he was he stood on stage just holding his thing and he's talking about how if we're the people who benefit the most from this kind of race and racism, mm-hmm. we're the ones that need to also like stop it and be aware of it. And he received so much praise and what he was like highlighting was very good and like he brought awareness but at the same time if someone else that was a black actor happened to say if, if Idris Elba said that they'd be like oh you know mm. you're just playing the race card mate we're tired <laughs> we're tired of the race card like. <laughs> so it's like you need oh. to listen to people who are actually they're not crying racism no. but they're just sharing their experiences yes. and they're highlighting the struggles that yeah. actually exist it's just frustrating when it comes from like a white male who yeah they're saying the right thing but yeah. why does it have to come from their, that, mouth. their mouths before you can listen and exactly. understand it's unfair it just then it perpetuates the whole idea yeah. that actually racism does still exist yeah and people need to understand that the fact that you can be we can all have our prejudices and we yeah. can all have judgments about people that we as people have to constantly be reminding ourselves and it's not right yeah you know maybe i grew up with that my family members told me this sort tv influenced me about certain certain people yeah but you have to constantly try to break down those thoughts, break yeah. down that, that mindset. And if you're not going to be open to it and you're yeah. just going to be like, no, everyone's be racist, then how yeah. are we going to move on as, as a nation? Yeah. In fact, racism is xenophobia in this country are, are on a rise since Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's even, I don't know, I've heard some stories of obviously this coronavirus and yeah. stuff. And some people, like, it just makes me so angry, like, the way they're treating Chinese people. And it's just like, coronavirus is in Wuhan, China. Not a chi- not a person of chi- Chinese ethnicity that just I don't know comes from Manchester. Like, why are you being obtuse for? Stop it. <laughs> Behave yourself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, people ignorance, isn't it? Ignorance. Yeah. I don't know. One day I want to do. I've, I've been saying I want to do like a BHM event at the med school. I would think that'd be a shout. You know, now maybe, that we have more black students. Maybe next year. Oh, I'll come mm. down for that. Yeah. There was something you said before that um, I just wanted to highlight because you were saying how like there was like inequality with women not not many women being um not nurses doctors mm. before but you still kind of see it like on the wards yeah. now so like, obviously you're going to be like in placement and stuff next year but you'll see like so um doctors will come up to you or like even patients and they'll be like oh you're right girls and it's just like what yes. you know but they'll never say you're all right, right. boys yeah. to the guys or and they always automatically assume that, that you're, you're a nurse that you're training to do nursing yeah. i've had that a few times and actually i'd say that there was this one time that I was, um, it was my first ever time inserting a cannula and I put into this patient's arm and I was with one of the clinical skills team. Yeah. And he also, he was, um, um, he was supervising me. Yeah. So I did it and the patient was like, oh, she'll make a great nurse. And he was like, no, she's trained to be a doctor. Yeah. And I was like, it's so nice to actually have someone there yeah. to, because I normally just laugh it off. 
Yeah. I don't have time to explain what I'm what I'm training to be. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And it was not really nice to have a senior member of staff there to actually be like to tell yeah. this patient that actually no, she's training to be. Yeah. She's not training to be. She's training to be to the doctor. Not to say that nursing is a notable career. It is. My mom. Yeah. I come from family nurses. I know it's a great. It's a great job. But you know, don't downplay. Don't downplay my five years, please. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's true. Something similar happened to me. So, um, me and my partner, we were, I think we were just watching some wound dressings or whatever. And the guy, and the guy was just talking to us and he just kept calling us girls. And the nurse was like, right, they're women. They're young women. Stop calling them girls. And it's just like, I don't know, like if I, if I would have the courage to kind of say it. Yeah. I, I don't think it's worth the wahala. I don't. To be honest. It's same with, same with racism. Whenever a patient's being racist, I don't have time to, to, to like, be like, listen, mate. To yeah. be a racist, your yeah. comments you're saying, I don't because, like it. Yeah, it's kind of like a tricky balance because obviously they don't have to speak to you, but then no. you shouldn't have to accept no, certain things. Mm. But then I think, listen, when Moyo gets paid, that's paid Moyo's problem <laughs> for now. Yeah, <laughs> let me just focus on my degree. Yeah, I think there was one more question I wanted to ask you. So, our future orthopedic surgeon, oh. I guess, for people who are listening who are thinking of applying to medical, who've got offers now, because I think that's about the time of year. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we February. February, yeah. So February, March offer time. What kind of? Well, I guess take us through your typical week at med school, and then mm. any advice you have for them as a fresher. Um, so we start with PBL. PBL is a good place to start, and then. Can you explain what PBL is, please? Oh, so PBL stands for problem based learning. So it's basically like a group of maybe like eight of you. You'll come together. You'll read a scenario and then you'll make learning objectives that you go away and try and answer. And then you come back to that same PBL group and then you just like find out and share and discuss what you've learned. And then so I'll start off with that. Yeah. And then the way we do it in Lancaster, in other unis, they have a lot of lectures where they'll like tell you the information. Yeah. But here you have to literally go out and find the information for yourself. Because yeah. here we only have maybe like, there have been weeks where we've only had like three lectures. Yeah. Mm. Like maximum we'll have like seven lectures a week. Yeah. That's like one lecture a day. So they're not really giving you that much information. Yeah. You have to go out and get that information. So I'll go out, I'll do that. And then in first year, I still have a, a lot of time. So I play American football. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so you've got time to do your things. I obviously, I'm part of RY, which is another society. So in first year, I say you definitely have enough time to like pursue your hobbies. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, it's, you're not really too bogged down. Mm. Sweet. It sounds like a great thing in first year. Yeah. So besides PBL and lectures, what other things do you have in your timetable? Um, so we have, oh yeah, clinical skills, mm-hmm. which is basically just prepping you um, to do like clinical examinations. You'll be in like a group of like 20, or for like a really like classroom setting. And then they'll just be like teaching you how to do examinations. So like just to examine like hands, examining like several systems, like respiratory system, cardiovascular system, stuff like that. Okay. And then there's also this thing called calc, which is literally like just like an A-level class where you'll have a teacher in front and they'll just be teaching you certain aspects of that PBR module. Mm, but mm-hmm. that's not a lot though mm-hmm. you still yeah. need to go away and do your own thing yeah and that's related to anatomy yeah, yeah. anatomy yeah, yeah. histology and radiology yeah. yeah i actually used to enjoy calc i miss calc no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I, no. I enjoyed calc calc is good yeah yeah calc is. Yeah, yeah it's good um when it comes up in the exam that's another question <laughs> when you're like what part of the body is this <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> yeah. and i don't know if this is a knee or if this is an elbow 
I don't know. That actually happened to me in my last exam. Oh, did it? Yeah. yeah. You're confused by what part of the body it was. Do you know what? Yeah. At one point, I was looking at I was looking at the hotspot. And I was just like, this is actually a work of art. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know what it was, and like, obviously, I don't know. I had my glasses on, and it said like, oh, the right female, whatever. But I'm just there, like, tilting my head this way, tilting my head that way, and I just couldn't figure out what it was. I did eventually, but um, it took yeah. some time to yeah. get there. But they're doing like clinical anatomy sessions at the hospital every Monday night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw that on the thing. Today. Yeah. I think if if it's still on next year, I'll go. But this year, I can't really. There's just so much going on. Yeah. So you got to pick and choose. That's true. But yeah. Focus on your finals. So today we're going to talk about um, on Insta. People voted about things they don't tell you before med school. So we're all gonna <laughs> reflect or. Just basically talk about things were like, oh, I wish someone really told me about this before med school. I mean, I don't think it would have stopped us applying, but nah, sort of applied. No, no. A little heads up, <laughs> you know, a little warning would have been nice. So, Emanuela, I'm gonna start with Ooh, you. Anything okay. good? Anything bad? So, the good. Th- oh, I'm trying to think of the good thing. One good thing, one bad thing. I would say one bad thing that they tell me about medical school. Right. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know if it's specific to this medical school. Because <laughs> it might be different in other medical schools. But I would say is that no one told me that I was going to be learning more than anatomy and physiology. I was in a big shock when I turned up in first year. Right? I don't know if it was me that was... I didn't check the, the curriculum before I applied or whatever. Yeah. But when I turned up and they were like, oh yeah, you have to do something called HCS and PPVE yeah. and PH. I was like, what's that? What's that? I was in a big shock when I arrived. Yeah. And like, I, because I genuinely didn't know that before medical school, there was more to it than actual medicine. Yeah. It may sound just foolish of me. Yeah. But I genuinely thought that medical school was learning literally about diseases, mm. anatomy, physiology. So when I turned up and it was more than that, I was in for a big shock. Yeah. I mean, I love all, all the different aspects because I see the way, the importance of them. Yeah. So I see the importance of like population health because to be able to read articles, to be yeah. able to sort of, um, if you're doing research, you need to understand what p-value means, you need to understand what the different curves mean, yeah. understand all the different statistics, what mortality rates mean, what morbidity rates, and yeah. calculate incidence and prevalence. So I understand the need for it, and I actually do enjoy them. Yeah. But before medical school, no one told me yeah. that this was a thing. I feel like the only so thing, shock. The only thing shock. you kind of know is like the ethics side, side yes, of it. Yes, definitely. when you're preparing for your yeah, interview yeah, you and do stuff, a bit of prep. Like, so everybody's like, oh yeah, autonomy, <laughs> beneficence. <laughs> Non-maleficence. Yeah, so everyone knows about yeah. that. But there's a whole degrees level. I'm telling you. Yeah. So I didn't know that. So obviously we started in the first week and they tell you like, oh, this is what, welcome to medical school. This is what the, de- what this is what the degree um, is composed of. This is different elements. Yeah. So I was very in, bef- in for a big shock to, yeah. first of all, find out about it and then realise that you're examined on it. Yeah. And have coursework in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm free. Hey. <laughs> I'm free. So yeah. How about you, Michael? Um, I think, with like the little time I've been in med school, the one thing that's really like shocked me that I didn't know is you go from a level where you're being like spoon fed the information yeah. and then you kind of expect the same thing, but then you spend a lot of time figuring out what you need to know. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's just this med school or it's medicine in general. I, but think, it's, I think it's medicine in general. general. Yeah. Because it's like, you can't find out everything about everything. No, like, not possible. It's not possible. No. So you need to like 
talk to other people. You just spend so much time in general finding out the boundaries yeah. of knowledge that you need to know. And then by the time you find out the boundaries and knowledge you need to know, you're on to the next topic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah just it's, like that. It's kind of difficult. So, like, for instance, let's take, like, um, gastro kind of stuff. Like, yeah. each, each specialty... Is like there's a depth, there's there's consultant level, and yeah. you're just reading, so and you, you don't know where, to, where stop. to stop. Yeah. yeah, you don't know if you need to know like this molecular change leads to this um, leads to I this exactly. thing growing, and it's just like and it's it's interesting, but like you need to be need able to, to set the boundaries yeah. and. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have any tips on how to know. Still, neither do I. I, yeah. wish I, could I think even it. at this point, someone will say something. I'll be like, oh, I didn't know that. Mm, yeah. like, I feel like I know everything I need to know. Yeah. In that, but then you find out the more. boundaries are still adjusting yeah. from work I did like five weeks ago. I have and to the, revisit. And the thing about medicine is, it's ever evolving. There's mm. constant research mm. coming out. So there's this, there's stuff that they're always finding out. Our friend goes. I was in second year or third year when they find out that apparently the um, the amentum they named an organ or something like that. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then yeah, yeah, there was, and it was like a big news. Everyone was like, oh, man, there's a new organ coming out. There's a new organ that um, they found out. And it was like the omentum. And I was like, what? This was mm. the second year. And I was like, what? The omentum is now an organ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After learning about what it was in first year, like, mine completely changed. <laughs> so the thing about is because it's, it's ever-evolving. There's so much research being happening. So yeah. even when you think you've learned it, that's when it changes. It's like, I remember in fourth year, I learned the asthma guidelines oh my gosh in headache asthma mm. guidelines in third year yeah. got to fourth year the guidelines had now changed and i was just there like great now to relearn new guidelines that's the oh, thing though they're always changing they're even, always changing even with sexual health oh they changed that changing. last year didn't they the yeah. one of the sexual health guidelines yeah so it's difficult to stay on top of things yeah because things are always changing i find that with a level if you went too deep that was a good thing yeah. because it just helped you understand what yeah. you needed to know yeah. about medicine's but with the opposite this, mate if you yeah. go too deep you're not spending time on, on stuff, other on other things that you Sometimes need to if know. you go too deep, you confuse yourself. Yeah. yeah. Because then you're trying to learn stuff that you're not... Because especially if your foundation's a bit shaky and it's not there in the first place and you're trying to learn more and more and more, you're just, the foundation's going to crumble. Yeah. And you just end up learning useless stuff. Like, exactly. Like all the, the muscles of the, the face. face. <laughs> <laughs> like someone in this room. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's me. <laughs> Yeah, you stop there. What's the most useless thing you've learned? Like, I, because you didn't know the boundaries. Like I told you, I learned every single minute part of the larynx. That was the most useless thing ever. Like, what was that? What was that? I did that exact same thing. Do you know thing. what I mean? I, I went to my you... PBL. They were just like, <laughs> they didn't know what I, I said, was on about. I learned every. I learned, actually got notes, very in-depth notes about the larynx. I spent a whole week. Do you even like ENT? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all right, but yeah. I just don't. It wasn't even an ENT module. It was respiratory. Oh, we're studying about yeah. respiratory and then there was like oh learn about the um like the upper airways and yeah. stuff like that so i thought oh let me just learn a bit about the larynx yeah because i was thinking you know i was getting a bit interested in as a because I, I love anatomy i find it interesting to study yeah and when you find something interesting sometimes you lose yourself in it yeah so you don't stop going deeper and deeper yeah. so by the time you've realized you've learned too much information yeah. and you neglected important stuff like i neglected can you believe it the physiology of the lungs to last Come minute mm. that's like a proper that's yeah. that's the basics exactly because yeah. i was too busy learning about the larynx yeah. for a week mm. i mean i did learn about the discussion long time eventually yeah after i spent a week wasted a week of my time learning yeah. about something that's relevant but not relevant as a first year medical student yeah. i don't know i think thinking about this now after we've spoken about it my top my tip would be like 
know the right resources because if you're using a resource which is so in, in depth, depth you feel like okay i've got to finish this chapter yeah. but it's like but certain resources like i think they're just the right amount yeah. so tortura definitely um what's the one other one that the our med school recommends nation nation I liked Nash. I liked Nash as well. A lot of people didn't like it. Nash is a bit. But I think Tortora is a bit more straight to yeah. the point, what you need to know. I think the start with Tortora, and then if you want extra info, go into Nash. Yeah. Because Nash is a bit complex if you don't have the background information. Yeah. And then for more like clinical thing like diseases, I think the Teach Me series, so Teach Me Obstagyny, oh, yeah. Pediatrics, Teach Me anatomy. Surgery, Teach yeah. Me Anatomy. I think they're, they're a bit too much for anatomy. Teach my anatomy. Yeah, I love teach my anatomy. Though. Yeah, it's really good though. When you read it, it's just like you really understand yeah. it, and you don't feel like you're learning useless information no, or going too in depth. And then another one of my top resources are the Oxford handbooks and I love the BMJ handbooks. best practice. Oh yeah, that's yeah. For further down the line. BMJ best practice is my best friend in fifth year. Yeah, it has all the current guidelines. Yeah. So those, I think, give you the right level of information. Yeah, definitely. But if you're looking at one molecular cell biology, just, just... It's time to take just, it. change the course. Like, you're, mm. you're doing biomed, mate. You're not doing medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you go to Oxford or Cambridge, then maybe. Yeah, it's... if you go to Oxford or Cambridge, come on the podcast and tell us. <laughs> that's not my, that's not my area of specialties, yeah. I think they do, like, really in-depth stuff, though. Yeah. They get them to write essays on, like, the history yeah. of, like, just something stupid, like... Yeah, you know, I actually wanted to go to like Oxford. It was, one of, my, well, it was yeah. one of my choices. I really wanted to go to Oxford. I don't know why, but I just saw myself as an Oxford babe. Wow, Oxford I could, babe. I could really see myself there. <laughs> <laughs> but we shall see in the yeah. future. But there's one guy actually that I follow on Insta. Um, he went to Brampton Manor. Oh, did he? Yeah. So he's now a medic at Oxford. At Oxford. Wow. And like I saw his snap this week, and he's doing something mad, like the history of embryology of this thing. And I was just like, when I see the word embryology, it's locked off. <laughs> like, what's my what's my problem with it? I don't. Me and embryology, we don't have no beef. It stays in my lane. I stay. In my <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Every time I just bring up the word embryology, I'm like, nah, nah, mate. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. This yeah. two weeks, we've just done embryology. I feel like I could have learned a new language in just these two weeks yeah. that medicine in itself that's again one thing they don't tell you about medical school that you by the time you've done finished your degree or you're yeah. finishing your degree you have would have learned so many different words yeah like and so many different pronunciations of that word yeah. it's insane first year alone by the time you finish it's true you're like wow I have learned so much yeah. not just content wise but terminology wise there's a yeah. lot to learn we had this consultant who gave us a talk in first year for like um, the peer led teaching because we wanted oh, to yeah. join it next the year after and he was just like medicine is another language. It is like definitely. We can literally because sometimes like this happens all the time in RY. Like let's say the three of us are just talking and then it just it just naturally goes to medicine yeah, yeah, yeah. and people are just like well, what are they saying? Yeah, <laughs> like it's so true. Yeah, but you can't help it because it's like it is your everyday language. Yeah. You are saying it every single day, so it just becomes not the norm to and you. I'm surrounded by medics. I, I obviously my flatmates are medic. Yeah, all my close friends are medics. So when we talk, we're usually talking about medicine, and we don't use like I was saying before when you you. Be, you become engulfed in medicine yeah. or like it becomes part of your life you don't you, it's difficult for you to like remember what other people don't it's difficult to remember what you used to say yeah how you used to describe what's an abdomen in, in lay's terms because i actually don't know stomach. anymore people call it the tummy. stomach or, no, their tummy. or their belly it's okay belly but stomach is anatomically wrong yeah. <laughs> it is anatomically people call it their stomach though don't they yeah oh my stomach because your stomach's an, an organ yeah but, but people call it their stomach so I, I think for me one thing they don't tell you about med school i wouldn't say it's a bad thing no it's a bad it's a it's something that i think a lot of people need warning because it doesn't impact you financially is the travel 
traveling so but then again i don't know if it varies um, depending on what region you are but i think even I down think in most medical schools they do a lot of even down in london because there was one one podcast i was listening to and they're studying at imperial but they're doing placements in margate kent and i'm just like wow, wow. like very far so there's a lot of traveling travel, yeah, to hospital whether you're on the train or on the bus or you're driving or walking yeah or walking like it costs a lot. You set out early. Mm. You're just traveling all the time. Listen, that's yeah. my like my life in fifth year is basically just traveling from January to when I start to June when I finish. Yeah, I am basically not living in my apartment. I've been living out of a suitcase for like four weeks now. That's gonna be my life for the yeah. next six months. I'm in three different hospitals. Yeah, three different locations till I graduate. Yeah, and it's just it's kind of like, like you know how you were saying before the aspect of uni like cooking and doing oh, yeah. your clothes. It just makes life so much harder when you're traveling. Yeah. On top of that, because like where I am now, so I'm living in Barrow for half the year. I have to have like two of everything and then have to make sure there's some things that I, I don't need two of but I need to make sure I bring it back to yeah. Lancaster and it's just like headache and then meal prepping I'm just like oh I need a I'm, I'm taking personal I'm chef. taking applications for a personal chef <laughs> and a driver <laughs> and this podcast will be your exposure because <laughs> 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 I've got no money <laughs> Then people, man, I want to pay an exposure. Please. Oh, God. Yeah, but I actually could do with a personal chef. So could I. a driver. I could do with a personal assistant as well. Yeah, man. Anything else that they tell you before med school? Um, that you're like, yeah, these people need to know. The good thing is, you come into med school, right? Yeah. And then you have the perception that, oh, I'm just going to be like, looking at like people who are ill or yeah. just learn how to like mm, cure sick, um, sick people. But then they don't tell you like, once you actually start learning like, about anatomy, you start knowing more about yourself. Like the small <laughs> clinical, clinical things. Yeah. That, no, no, honestly. It's like, the other day I had like a, like a stomach ache. Yeah. And I just grabbed my stethoscope. I've done it so too. So I always self-diagnosed. I don't go to the doctor. I just sit there and I'm like... Just another um, <laughs> so, so, um, segment, guys. So, Emanuela, <laughs> we have a self-diagnosing here. And admitting she doesn't go to the doctor, don't do that. <laughs> if there's something wrong with you, I know this is the NHS in 2020. You might not get an appointment for two months. But go and see your do- a doctor and a qualified healthcare professional. <laughs> I agree, but sometimes there's so many things that I'm like, yeah. it's not that deep. So yeah. I remember when like, um, I had this really bad reflux and it was like my chest was burning. I was like, okay, I'm, I have an acid reflux here. I need to sort it out. And I was like, oh, should I go see my doctor about this or should I just treat myself? I know what to treat myself with. Yeah. All I need is what? Some Gaviscon and a Yeah. So I just took myself to the to Superdrug and went, can I have some Omeprazole please? Yeah. Over the counter and got myself a bottle of Gaviscon. Within three, four days, I was, I was fine. Yeah. So... Having the knowledge is actually amazing because you can, just, you know, yeah. sometimes you can know what's wrong with yourself. Yeah. But I feel like with that knowledge, you're always revising. Like some mm. people can say certain words and like, I'm it just triggers. Triggers. Yeah. Like even something as simple as to it, I'm thinking, okay, you're in your incontinence, <laughs> frequency, prostate. Like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. common words can, can trigger you exactly. for medicine. So do it's you, like, when do you take a break? You're always revising. Do you always do that thing. I do it a lot. When someone tells me, oh, I've got a headache or I've got this. I start taking a full history. Yeah. So whenever my friends or family are like, oh, this is wrong. I'm like, okay, so when did this start? <laughs> Tell me a bit more about this. Yeah. <laughs> and then after they give me all the information, I'm like, yeah, I think you go see a doctor about it. It's <laughs> good practice for you though. That's all I do. Yeah. I just take a full history of every single person when they tell me that there's something wrong. And then I'm like, yeah, I think you should go see a doctor. <laughs> for me, yeah, on that thing is, um, 
something I didn't realize is that your non-medic people in your life, so you're like your parents and mm. your friends, like they just unprovoked just start telling you things and it's this like yeah. stomach bug or I've had this chest pain or I've got this mole and it's just like so even when I was it? in first year I'm like I'm in first year what you probably know more than I do <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> and they just want to like ask you for advice all the time and yeah. they're just like oh, I'm not really qualified so. sometimes I feel bad giving that advice because I, I just don't know I may have the knowledge but I'm not I'm not don't, I don't have a GMC code yeah I'm not a doctor yeah so yeah I may give you good advice but I don't want to backfire on me. Yeah. So you better go see your doctor. So every time people ask me for advice, I just say go see your doctor. Yeah. I ain't qualified. Yeah. But recently, my um, my grandma had a, a CT scan and my uncle sent me a picture on WhatsApp. He was like, Can you, <laughs> you want this to CT scan me? Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, has anyone asked you? Like, I know you're only in first year, but people, like, when you go home for holidays, like, mm-hmm. do they ask you things like, oh, this is going on? What do you think I have? Yeah, my flatmates, like, if they ever, like, so when fresh flu was, was going around, this was like two weeks into med school. How long is this going to last? It's been going on for so long, oh, yeah. like, just stuff like that. Even last night, I was cooking mince, right? Yeah. And then it was turning a bit brown, but I wasn't sure if it was healthy or not. And then one of my flatmates was to be like, why are you asking, why, how don't you know if it's good or bad? I was like, I don't do food technology, like, I do medicine, shot. like... <laughs> Yeah, so just stuff like that. Yeah. People expect you to know a, a lot, lot more than yeah. you do. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's a bit scary. It is. When people are finding all those questions, I'm just like, listen, I'm not your doctor. Yeah. And I think not just um, for some of their friends, but outsiders do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. The minute someone asks you, oh, what do you study? Say medicine. It just becomes like an opportunity for them to share everything. Yeah. The amount of times I've had randomers telling me about their health problems. Oh, yeah, I've got this and I've got that. And I'm just like, Okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> you were telling me your problems. Um, so you've got a lot going on there, haven't you? <laughs> but then that situation is awkward. So like, what? I can't do anything for you. Yeah. I, I even if I give you advice, very limited. I I don't even have the qualification, or I don't feel comfortable giving you that advice without yeah. being supervised. So you telling me all this information is a bit bit much. Yeah. It's a bit much. Some people that overshare is still. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Don't need to. Stop. They need to have some boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Um, with, like, just another thing that I'll tell you about med school is, like, it might not be obvious, but, like, it might be obvious to some people, but it's, like, you're really not a normal student. I think yeah. you might have, like, yes. measured that. You're really not a normal student, like... Yeah. From everything to, like, workload to the way you have to, like, conduct yourself. Yeah. Like, the conduct is the biggest thing, yeah. I would think. I would say. We got to do a thing where... Um, it was the professionalism lecture. Yeah. And then they asked us some certain scenarios. One of them was someone was um, bumping a train. Yeah. And whether or not you think it was right or wrong. Mm. And quite a lot of us put that it was um, nothing wrong with it. And we got told that, no, you can't do that as a yeah. medical student. I mean, you shouldn't do that anyway. Yeah. It's illegal. Despite the fees they charge us. Exactly. And the poor service. <laughs> and the overcrowding on trains. <laughs> but yeah, carry yeah, on. So, <laughs> so yeah, they saying it was, illegal. it was illegal. Obviously, if something happens and you get caught fitness of practice all of that stuff yeah but pff, it really puts into perspective that this whole fitness of practice thing yeah you don't want to step out of line it's true your name pff, you yeah. could get into a lot of trouble more than your your other friends doing other degrees could. yeah even like if you're just if someone just like does something to you and you just want to tell them excuse me i just feel like let me just go my way because if something them. starts with this yeah. person it's me that's gonna get like trouble. so much more so many more complications yeah, yeah. 
do you think i'm getting ethical now do you think the um expectations placed on medical students and doctors like that they're supposed to have in their personal life is reasonable because we're still like okay people, we're, yeah we're, still we're still people we're still human like if like something ever happened to me like somebody was ever i don't know like racially abusing me on a train or something i'm gonna give it to them i'm sorry like because i'm not gonna stand <laughs> for sorry, it I my mom. <laughs> yeah but it's just like okay if i'm kind of like retaliating and maybe being aggressive back because someone's provoked me that can affect my fitness and practice but it's like at the end of the day i'm still human yeah so i don't know if some of it is it's like unrealistic um, not unrealistic but like the the standard of perfectionism too high. yeah which is why like i think a lot of people see doctors as infallible but it's just like you need to know this is a person that studies something and yeah they can help they, you but they're they still can make mistakes they're still humans and they can make mistakes yeah. like every other person you need to eat you need to sleep exactly so they're not superhuman yeah the, I, I agree i think there's uh in not just in medicine but in quite a lot of healthcare professionals yeah. there's a specific standard that's placed on on the staff yeah which makes people see them as oh they're you know they 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 shouldn't do this shouldn't do that this is how they but it's difficult because i feel like as medical professionals we should be allowed to separate our personal life from our professional life yeah mm-hmm. i should be able to do what i want in my personal life long as it's not beginning to interfere with my professional life yeah and it's legal like, and, it's, <laughs> and it's legal yeah so obviously i'm not going to go do like illegal drugs yeah because not only is that illegal but also it's going to affect the way i perform as yeah. a doctor and it will cloud my judgment yeah but i should be able to do if i want to go out and party all night long whatever not that I do that. I should also do that without being judged by the general public. Yeah. Just saying. I think with that, when you can't separate like your personal life and like your professional life, it's why being a medic like kind of envol- like engulfs like a lot of people's personalities yeah. Yeah. and identities. Like they're walking around like, I am a medic. Yeah. Like, personally for me, it's like, I'm an individual yeah. and I just happen to be a medic. Yeah, I just it's happen true. to like, Same. Do, yeah. I don't want to be the medic if you Same. get what I mean. How can, how can your personality be med? I don't know. Not it frustrates me, but I'm just like, but there's so much more to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're more than a career and you a job. Are, yeah. yeah. No matter how great this, this job is, yeah. there are mm. some negatives about it, unfortunately. And you should be able to live your life outside of it. Yeah. Because like as if you die, really, who's going to really remember you like that still? The job will still carry on. There was yeah. too fast someone to replace you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was too fast someone to you no one is irreplaceable in medicine. No one's irreplaceable full stop. Exactly. Yeah. So though when you leave if you leave to go to a different job, they'll find someone to take your place. Yeah, it's true. So you need to learn how to you know, live I, think, I think it's the prestige that comes with the job and it's just like, oh, if something really went down that you'd be able to do something, which you can. Yeah. But again, you're just you just happen to choose something that you're you're good at that yeah. you like it's the same way someone has chosen to be a lawyer yeah. or chosen to be like a sports presenter yeah. or whatever or a dentist yeah or you're, you're just doing what you're good at so but that shouldn't define you no shouldn't let it take over your life either yeah it's unhealthy mm. anything else they don't tell you before med school um i'd say the like a positive thing would be seeing like because obviously i'm in final year now and mm-hmm. it's like I see the, how much knowledge I've acquired and how close I am to like get, getting to being a doctor. Yeah. So when you start medical school, you start off whatever age, 18, 20, 21, whatever. 
and you're you feel young you feel inexperienced you, yeah you're constantly learning new things but when you get towards the end everything starts to fall into place yeah and it starts to make sense everything's starting to make sense the degree is making more sense yeah going towards when doctors are talking about lfts fbcs using ease you know what that means they're not just work they're not just acronyms they're like oh i know what an fbc means i can actually interpret that abg yeah. like things make more sense and you actually feel like wow like Small, small, like this this medicine thing is starting to make sense. I'm starting to enjoy it a bit more. Yeah. I say that now I'm actually enjoying my degree. Like, I've always loved medicine and I love it. Mm. But as I'm nearing the end, yeah. my love for it is increasing because I see yeah. it all falling into place. And you don't even have the pressure of exams exactly. like that anymore. So, yes. Because there's a, there's a difference when you have exams. Like, because this year, obviously, we do our finals in fourth year. Yeah. And I've, I've learned this week, this past four now, I've learned so much. And mm-hmm. it's just like, wow. So I can retain knowledge like this. That's listen. That's what I think. I told you this. Yeah. Um. After my finals, that the week, you know, you get like a week break from like when you finish uni to your exams. Yeah. That week, the amount of stuff I learned by the the, the, the night before my finals, I was like, wow, I have learned a lot. Yeah. In this year, I have managed to acquire so much knowledge. Yeah. You you don't understand the ability of your brain. Yeah. To take in so much information in medical school, by the time you're nearing like your finals or even just the end of any exam, whether it's first year, second year, third year, fourth year, yeah. you will realize that I have learned so much. What I knew when I started, different to what I now know. Yeah. And I bet you probably you feel that now when you when you wrote your exams. Yeah, you honestly, start- honestly, yeah, yeah. Like summatives, like um, even formatives, like the amount that when revising, you're just like. I just know that, like, yeah, like it's a deep rooted understanding. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. not like I just memorized yeah. it. Yeah, for me, like to add to that, it's, it's when it becomes second nature. Mm. It's something as simple as blood pressure, but like I can I can tell you all the guidelines and the management so easy. I don't even have to think, think about, about it. Yeah. It's just it's just a comes part out, of me. Just comes out. Yeah, you can reel it, and it's becoming like it's it's happening with more and more topics mm-hmm. more and more diseases because i look at certain doctors in awe when they ask you questions and then they will be explaining okay this and that and i'm just like but well, how do you know all this yeah. but we're all going to get to a stage exactly and yeah. it's all about repetition the more you do something over and over again it becomes second nature so the thing about blood pressure you started about blood pressure in year two yeah so you know about it because you've seen it in year two year three year four yeah same thing with all the other diseases you constantly be seeing it constantly when you start working yeah the amount of times you see an mi if you're in cardiology by the time you finish, you know the insides and outs of a yeah. of a, a ST elevation and mind management yeah. to an unstable angina yeah. to a ST depression. You know all of it. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's the end. Yeah. yeah. So big thanks to Michael for coming on. Yes. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks yeah. for having me. You're welcome. Did we make you feel welcome? You did. You did. You did. <laughs> did you enjoy yourself? I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, lovely. So thank you guys for listening. Um, just going to plug our socials as usual. So we are Simply Medics on Instagram. Yes. Twitter, we don't have, to be honest. Don't worry, who's pending? We'll create an account soon. Yeah. And um, just make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Come into Spotify very soon. Yeah. And um, always message us if you want anything or if you think there's anything we can talk about. Yes. Hope you have a lovely rest of the week. Bye, yeah. guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.